happy 2024, um, Boston Faith and Justice community. Welcome to the first podcast of the 2024 season, our um, Let's Talk Faith and Justice podcast. And we're here with Ivy, Andrew, and myself, Elizabeth, to just kind of talk about the year and what we're looking forward to and, and maybe reflect a little, but mostly looking forward to 2024. So I guess the first question I have for Ivy and Andrew is, do you guys do New Year's resolutions? And if you do, what are they? Yeah, I can jump in. Um, I was actually speaking, talking to my prayer partner last New Year's resolutions. And for me personally, I always feel like if I do have a New Year's resolution, which like in the past has been like, oh, lose weight or drink less soda or what have you, it never really lasts more than a few weeks to a month or two. Um, And so I'm like, I can no longer call it New Year's resolution because it would just not really happen throughout the entire year, maybe like for the new year season, which is like the first couple of weeks or a month. Um, so I just, we were talking about like, oh, let's have a new like terminology for it. So we're like, okay, what about eternal resolutions or like radical resolutions? So it's not just like for the new year period. Um, and so with that, I definitely recognize like Although I have a pretty good prayer life and like consistent with prayer, I want to, I need to spend more time like in studying the word. Um, And I had a good routine previously, but I just want to make sure that this year um, in particular that I'm like carving out time every single day to like do my devotionals, to read the word, to study some aspect of the Bible. Um, So that's basically my radical resolution is to increase my relationship with God. I like that. Yeah. For myself, um, my wife and I have done this kind of year end reflection the last couple of years where you're kind of looking back on the previous year and looking at accomplishments, learnings, memories, challenges, what we felt like God was talking to us or kind of working on for us that year. And then like looking ahead as like goals prophetic listening like what is what do we feel like god is has for us in the coming year um so more of goals and less of like resolutions but it's kind of it's a nice framework of like looking back and looking forward Mm -hmm. um one goal that i feel like i would like to work on is um i was reading the freedom of simplicity by richard foster Mm. and he one of the things that is mentioned in there is like practicing the presence of God, which you know I've read practicing the presence of God by Brother Lawrence back in the day, but just kind of one thing I like about it is he, is he mentions like making it a game, like making it fun, not like I've got to be aware of God's presence at all times. And if I'm not, then I'm messing up, which just kind of like, okay, like this hour, let me try and like be aware of God's presence more. Like how did I do on this hour? And then kind of like building up from there. Cause I'm not very good at it. It's not like, I'm there. It's more of a very aspirational goal. Um, but yeah. And also for me, one of the things that I'm trying to do is reframe, like, for example, I have tinnitus, which is like a ringing in your ears. Mm-hmm. Like my left ear rings all the time. So, mm-hmm. so, so trying to like reframe that as like, and this is again, very aspirational. It's like God's call to worship, right? Always in my ear. So in a positive sense, that could be really good. But it's like trying to take something that like I can't change and trying to reframe it to be used for God's purposes. So very aspirational again, but that's like something to strive for. Yeah, I love that, though. I like I mean, for both of you guys, I think this that aspirational sort of radical idea, like 
yeah, we can get mired down in like New Year's resolutions and kind of the, I don't know, the way in which it just seems like setting ourselves up to fail sometimes or whatever, but thinking of this idea of more, like it's an opportunity to look back and to look ahead and like, where do I want to be and who do I want to be and and how do I, um, you know, better reflect God's love in the world and all of those things. So I like that. I like both of those. It made me think, Andrew, you're the tinnitus. I am at an age where like, a lot of my friends who are the same age are like, oh, we're starting to get those aches and pains of age. And I I do, and again, this is aspirational, try to reframe it as like, hey, this is just a small price that we pay for the wisdom and perspective and experience that we have. Like, I'm so thankful to have reached 46 years. Um, and, you know, it's okay that my shoulder hurts fairly consistently now. Um, it's not okay. But just that that reframing was very familiar to me because that's what I try to do. It's like, yeah, our, our bodies are different at 46 than they were at 36 or 26. But we also have just, I mean, I, for me, I feel like I have such a blessing of who I am now is like, I would not trade that for my 36 year old or 26 year old body, like the person that I've become, you know, very imperfect, but like the journey. So that's my, that's my reframing as I age, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I was going to say like, I don't tend to do new year's resolutions. I tend to do resolutions on my birthday. Like, you know, what am I, my 47 year old self to be? But, um, the one time I actually sat down with my family, we don't always do this. Um, I wish we did, but like at New Year's and was like, hey, what do we want the new year to be like? And I was like, let's all pick like a word that would sort of be like, hey, this is my word for the year, which I'm sure I got from somewhere. And so my word that year was curiosity. And it was like, I just I just want to bring curiosity to the different things that I'm doing. And that was New Year's 2020. And so I feel like I didn't really get to do curiosity the way maybe I would have otherwise. So this year I was like, you know what, let's return back to curiosity. And so for me, I'm just, that's kind of my word for 2024 as much as, you know, a word can direct you in a year. But I just want to bring curiosity to my professional life at BFJN, to my family. Like, how can I, how can I listen better? Um, How can I just ask questions and be more of a curious learner than someone who like thinks they're bringing everything that's needed into a space, like, um, trying to see what's, what's there, what don't I know? So it, it dovetails really well with my obsession with books and reading. Cause I'm like, Oh, this goes with curiosity. I can get these seven new books. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit self-serving, but that's, that's my word for the year. So sort of a, sort of a resolution, but more like just, a trying to have an overarching direction for 2024. So yeah, that's me. Um, and then I was thinking about BFJN in 2024. We're just, we're at such a different place than we were at the start of 2023. So thinking about what that means and what we look like as an organization is so exciting to me. So we, first of all, have an additional staff person, which is amazing. And so um, such an answer to prayer for how we're trying to grow the organization and just um, so thankful to have Andrew with us and Ivy's two-year anniversary. Is it two or three? It's two. Two, yeah. Okay. Is in January. Like we, she was at the very beginning of um, 2022. So that's really cool. And then this new collaboration with Faith Leaders for Housing Justice and what that's going to look like um, for us as staff, but also our community and how we can support the amazing work that these faith leaders are doing. So I'm excited and slightly overwhelmed with like what we've got um, lined up for Boston Faith and Justice. But I don't know, thinking about your roles here at BFJN, like how are you guys looking at 2024? That's a great question. And I mean, I still feel a lot like pinching myself because 
ever since, you know, coming on to Boston Faith and Justice Network and also, you know, straight ahead at the same time um, is really like, for me, it's not like work. Like this is just like my life passion. And so it's not taxing ever to me over the past two years, which is a blessing. And I'm sorry, my dog is barking, which you all probably hear in the background. Um, (laughs) But I'm just, I'm so thankful for the growth and the involvement of BFJM, like in the short amount of time that I've been here in just two years. And so I think putting our faith into action, you know, speaking about specific topics like this year and being poverty um, and still with the climate change group, my role, I want to be more intentional in my action as much as I can be. And, you know, obviously this year I'll be taking somewhat of a mini hiatus as I'm currently expecting my first child um, in the beginning of July. And so I'll be off a little bit for the summer. Um but I, I really just want to grow in my faith, in my action, in my service to the community in which, you know, it's a strong emphasis of BFJN. And I really love that you mentioned, Elizabeth, like listening and learning and not being like the expert of everything. And I think we have a great way of weaving that into our programs and things like that. And so I'm really excited to learn alongside our network and new, you know, folks that will meet over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, you know, I, I started in August, I think it actually was. Um, and it, it's it been been a journey to kind of get on board with like, what is BFJN all about and you know, the background beliefs and kind of focuses with BFJN. So I feel like I'm starting to get my feet on the ground more and, and had been working last year to shape the MICA program to just better connect with people and, and kind of how they can interact with the program and have a real positive experience that's, that tries to have sustained change for people. Um, so I'm really interested in like actually getting the chance to kind of collaborate together as a team with the, with the groups that we do it with and see you know, how does that work out? How, what impact does that have on people's lives? And, and what, what do they bring to? Because it's not like a one-sided thing. The interaction of the group is very exciting to to see like oh like yeah that really worked with them or like they came up with these other ideas and they're just so so that coming together and in addition to like the poverty exploration a lot of other things that we're going to have going on this year are definitely exciting to me yeah i love so as i've probably talked about a lot micah is one of my favorite programs i i love the the um foundation of it and the perspective behind it and it's been such a joy to do over the years. Again, it was it's a program that's sort of the pandemic paused because it was like we had launched it maybe like a year and a half or two years before. And we're like doing it with groups and kind of almost beta testing it. And then it went underground and then we're like, OK, emerging. And so I'm so thankful to have you, Andrew, because it's like you look at it, you come in with this outside like, OK, I've never done this program, never heard of this program what are we trying to do? And and I don't want to say, how can we do it better? But like, how can we improve on what's there and like bring different elements in? It's just been really great to see you bring that stuff in. And so I'm really excited for the Micahs that we have planned so far and to hopefully get um, other churches or organizations on board. We have space for a few more. Like like you said, to it, it is such a collaborative learning. Like, like when we do it with youth, you know, they bring this different perspective and questions that we maybe hadn't thought of. And then when we do it with intergenerational families, you know, where you have a five-year-old and a 75-year-old in the same space and trying to tailor a teaching to both of them is a challenge, but then also like 
the different things and perspectives that they bring as families, as individuals. So yeah, I'm really excited about um, Micah this year, um, along with everything. Um, but yeah, in particular, Micah is just very close to my heart. So very excited for that. Um, Ivy, I wanted to ask you about um, thinking about this year coming up, like what is there as being part of the climate change group? I feel like for all three of us, but like we've learned a lot there. Have you thinking about continuing the climate change group and the stuff we're doing there? Like, what are your thoughts in 2024 about how that's going to like be different and go forward? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, and this is similar to like the first time I did a Lazarus group, it really like I still am like, let's use less water. Like we have to be reminded of Lazarus. And so like even from a six week experience, like it, it, I've incorporated it into my life, into my faith. And so that was really formational for me. And with the climate change group, like there were a lot of things that I learned and I'm still learning about that. And I'm like, I'm excited because, you know, we got a heat pump and I didn't even realize that it is a heat pump. And like, you know, we we're able to, obviously it was a lot of money to install, you know, mini splits in our house, but we did receive a rebate, which is coming in a few weeks, which is super exciting to, you know, get some money back. Um, but just like how it's changed my thinking of what I put into the environment, but also how I take from the environment and being a better steward of God's creation. And like, I'm somebody like, I really appreciate gas stoves and this may seem crazy, but you know, as Jonathan and I, my husband and I think about like expanding and potentially getting a bigger house, I'm like, okay, do I really need a gas stove and how much I can, you know, save and help the environment, even, you know, one little person um, of not getting, having a gas stove and like, okay, maybe I can deal with electric, even though I may not like it as much. Um, so I think just like the small changes that I can make and knowing that I'm not the only one and having this continuous group of, you know, believers, brothers and sisters in Christ that I feel like we've gained great relationships with over the past several months from that book club of Jesus in a Warming World of how we can continue to hold one another accountable and see like across the globe, like we are making changes and we're not the only ones doing this. But also, you know, as we think about how we can call and equip other people to climate change as well, I'm really interested in like talking to my church community about, you know, how can we be more intentional about climate change, about environmental justice? And so I'm just, I'm just looking forward to that continued learning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. I think, I, you connected it to Lazarus, the climate change group has, it does feel like it has a very similar ethos and like, what are some personal changes I can make? And also keeping that perspective on the wider world and we're part of systems and communities. And what does that mean for the way we act and also the way we call others um, to collaborate with us? So I love that about the climate change group too. Um, and looking forward to the ways in which we continue that group. It's just been really cool just as a book club, we decided to keep meeting once a month and it's just been a really great community and just check in for like, yeah, the, here's, here's where I'm noticing, um, that my perspective has shifted and and my actions are changing. Um, and thinking about how we can call others into that is I think a really fun thing to look at in 2024. Like what's, what's that going to look like? Um, so we have, we have some things on the horizon of programmatically and just a community. So we're looking forward to sharing those. 
And yeah, happy new year to the BFJN community. And we look forward to sharing more podcasts with you in this space, um, continuing to bring in people who are just doing the work out there in the communities and helping us learn and grow and find ways that we can engage to make a difference. So thank you for being part of this community and we will see you soon. 